The portal giveth and the portal taketh. Let's talk about some portal losses, plus some more thoughts on quarterback play and Wisconsin-Michigan State coming up in the basketball side. Let's talk about it on today's Locked on Badgers. Let's go. You are Locked on Badgers, your daily podcast on the Wisconsin Badgers. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. What is good, everybody? Welcome to Locked On Badgers, your team every single day. Thank you so much for making this your first listen. I am stoked that you're here. I'm stoked that we built this community together. Today's episode brought to you by LinkedIn. These days, every new potential hire can feel like a high-stakes wager for your small business. That's why LinkedIn Jobs helps you find the right people for your team faster and for free. Post your job for free at linkedin.com slash college Terms and conditions do apply. All right, let's talk about it. I want to start with – so here's the thing. Like, I – I, everybody fans differently. We've talked about this and this new era of college football players come and go. It's much more that NFL style of roster changeover. And it, it's going to take some getting used to for everybody, but I still cheer for, and I have no issues if, if a portal, someone leaves from Wisconsin and fans say, I'm, I'm done cheering for him. He's not a Wisconsin guy anymore. I'm cool with that. But I, for the most part, I cheer for everybody who comes to Wisconsin. They leave at some point because at, at the core level, all of us are, are to some degree, always looking for better opportunities, right? We're, we, we job hunt too, right? Like uh, players do the same thing. And, and if they put time in at Wisconsin, to me, once a badger, always a badger, as long as you leave generally the right way. And so I, I like to, when some players leave the portal, take a second and just reminisce about their careers in Madison, what they did here, um, how they came into the program, right? So that's what I want to start with today. Because a couple guys left for the portal, one of them particularly – like he's he's a badger. He's always going to be a badger to me, and that's where I want to start on this show. Let's talk about. I mentioned it. The portal taketh right. Well, let's start with the guys that have gone right. So Miles Burkett, uh, Jack Pugh, Dylan Barrett, uh, Chimri DK, Skylar Bell, and Countess Lewis. <clears throat> but let's start with those five. Those are the recent five. I'll, I want to finish on DK, but let's let's go to Miles Burkett. Miles Burkett, in-state player. Came into the program in the 22 class with a three-star uh, recruit, won a state title in Wisconsin. Really, really good leader. Everybody talks about his leadership and the type of kid he is. Had another offer from Bowling Green, Miami, Ohio, Eastern Michigan. So not a highly recruited player. I'll tell you this about Burkett, though. And again, I hope he finds success like all these other players. I respect the heck out of him for a lot of players would have left last year. A lot of quarterbacks would have left last year seeing – a new coach come in, a new offensive coordinator, new quarterbacks coach, seeing two transfers come in, uh, three transfers come in, sorry, and, and a high school player kind of knowing that you didn't have a chance. He stuck with it because he said, I'm a competitor. I'm going to compete. I respect that. I hope he goes and crushes it somewhere. So Miles Burkett left. We talked about it. Dylan Barrett is another one. Dylan Barrett came into the program as a three-star out of St. Charles, Illinois, the 2020 class. Barrett was a pretty highly recruited offensive lineman. Had offers from Boston College, Cincinnati, which is interesting. I think Fickle staff would have been there at that time. So, so Fickle staff would have recruited him. Offers also from Duke, Illinois, Iowa, West Virginia. So, I mean, he never really found a way to make an impact. And you look at the issues on the interior offensive line this year. If you weren't going to make a jump this year, you're probably not going to play. But Dylan Barrett, again, came to the program 2020, wishing him the best of success. Jack Pugh. Jack Pugh was a huge recruiting win. Now, he, Jack Pugh is not really entering the portal. Jack, Jack Pugh is medically retiring. Uh, he, he had a really powerful statement I want to talk about in a second. 
uh, four-star tight end out of Hilliard, Ohio. He was a huge recruiting win in that 21 class. Uh, Pew was one of the higher-ranked tight ends Wisconsin's ever gotten. Great film, athletic, big. Again, huge recruiting win. Offers from Penn State, Michigan, West Virginia, Virginia. Um, let's see who else. Iowa was in on him. Cincinnati was in on him, too. So another one that Fickle would have been involved in. And then it just never clicked. He, he put a really, to me, powerful statement out that said, essentially, you know, I've struggled through depression, uh, substance abuse. This is not personal. This is he, he put this out there. I've struggled with depression, substance abuse, and I've decided to medically retire. I want to focus on my health and my body. That's awesome. I hope. I hope he finds all the success and all the the mental peace that is out there for him. And I wish him a ton of success. Again, this is, you go back and you, you remember when these players enter the program. I remember because I've, I've been following recruiting. I've been following recruiting pretty closely for probably 12 years, 13 years. I mean, probably going back to when John Clay, that, that group first came into the program. I think that's when I first started following recruiting. And some people have followed it way longer than I have. Some people are just getting into it. But I remember the big recruiting wins. Pew was one of those guys. And they come in, and you get excited, and you envision this kind of road unfolding where the success is going to be there, and it just didn't. And that's not always the player's fault, the coach's fault. Sometimes it just doesn't happen. So Jack Pew uh, medically retiring. Again, hope he has a ton of success and finds a piece that he's looking for. And then I want to get into the two receivers. Uh, Skylar Bell, three-star receiver in the 21 class. Go back, he had an Iowa offer, a Georgia Tech offer, uh, had a Connecticut offer. He's from Watertown, Connecticut, kind of my neck of the woods. Good player. He played a couple years at Wisconsin. He contributed. Like, he he was a guy that had some big flash moments, had some big catches. Will probably be remembered partially for some of the drops, but a good, solid player that was athletic, has upside. If he can get the drops reined in, like, there's going to be a role for him going forward, for sure. And then let's talk about Shimmery DK. Let's talk about DK, a guy who's played here. He's four years, high three-star, coming out of um, Waukesha, Wisconsin. Had an offer from Iowa State. Not highly recruited kid, but really the impact he had on Wisconsin is, is tangible. It's going to be remembered statistically. And again, this isn't the highest bar Wisconsin. I get that. We're not talking about Oklahoma, Florida, Miami, FSU, Ohio State. I get that. Statistically, he's about... 20th across the board in in receiving history at Wisconsin. And that's including tight ends. He's um, had 97 receptions, 1,478 yards, nine touchdowns, also ran for a touchdown. That's 19th in Badger history in receiving yards. 19th in Badger history in receiving yards. It is 22nd in catches, 21st in touchdowns. Again, across the board statistically, he's basically a borderline top 20 receiver in Wisconsin history. Now, again, two things. Some of that's cumulative, right? Some receivers pop, they explode, and they only play a year or two, and they're probably more talented. Some, so some of it's cumulative. Some of it is a, a low bar. We talked about Wisconsin does not have a deep history of Bolitnikoff winners coming out of those gates. But still, you got to give the man credit. Almost 100 receptions, almost 1,500 yards. That's He came in and he made a, a real impact on this program. And he's a Wisconsin kid, by all accounts, a great kid. Runs a camp to help players and, and youth uh, youth football guys kind of get into the game and develop their skills. Member of the community. Um, you see, the other thing is you can see the respect from teammates when they tweet about him. Just about all the receivers I saw, hey, good luck. Number 13, we'll always be grateful for what you did here. Big part of the program. So, yeah, I think it, it's worthwhile to take a moment to pay homage and remember those guys that are leaving the portal 
to me, they're still Badgers. I'm, I'm going to cheer for them. I root for them. I, I was excited when they were here. I hope they go and crush it. And again, I look at it from a standpoint of I've looked for jobs. Like I look for better opportunities, right? That's all they're doing. That's all these players are doing. And sometimes they get demonized a little too much. And yeah, sometimes they make bad choices. So do we. So do we. Sometimes we make bad career choices too. Like I, don't, I wouldn't want somebody on Twitter crushing me because of job A I took instead of job B, right? Like it, it's life. You, you make decisions as an adult. Sometimes they work out. Sometimes they don't. But you know, you, you hope for the best and you cheer for them either way. So that's my take. Quick one on Burkett, Pugh, Barrett, DK, and Skyler. All players leaving the program. Hope all of them <clears throat> um, in the four, in the case of the four players entering the portal, find great success. In the case of uh, Jack Pugh, I hope he, he figures out some of the, the demons that he, he's been dealing with. And I hope he crushes it in life. All right, we're going to take a quick break. Then we're going to go back and talk a little bit about uh, quarterbacks and I want to take a closer look at this receiver room because you go back to when Coach Fickle took over to now, that room is completely different. How does it look right now with these new losses? Are we good? Who do we have faith in? We're going to talk about that next on Lockdown Badgers, but first a quick break for our friends of the show over at LinkedIn. LinkedIn is the number one place. We talk about this all the time. The number one place for all your professional hiring. This is, this is the spot you got to go if you're a hiring manager because they have the largest network in the world. I've talked a lot about when I when I was working and I was getting a new job, the company was uh, hiring someone to take my old spot, and they brought in a crazy person who talked about crazy things like murdering people. Well, LinkedIn, that wouldn't have happened. LinkedIn screening tools get rid of the murderers before they come into your interview room. That's what they're there for. So you don't got to deal with crazy person Bob and, and wonder what he's going to do two weeks later when he gets in a fight in the office space. Don't worry about that. With LinkedIn, you don't have to stress it. They have screening tools. They have incredible networking tools that allow you to find the right people for your job the first time and for free. LinkedIn Jobs helps you find the qualified candidates you want to talk to faster. Post your job for free at linkedin.com slash college. That's linkedin.com slash college. Post your job for free. Terms and conditions do apply. All right, let's keep going here. Let's talk about this receiver room. One of the one of the under-talked, under-spoken, under-discussed, that's, that's where we're going to go. One of the under-discussed aspects of this receiver room is we talk a lot about quarterbacks. I talk a lot about quarterbacks, right? Because that's the, the pivotal piece on a football team. The quarterback, that, that is the, the queen on the chessboard or the king, depending on how you look at it. But it's that's the biggest piece. you got to get the quarterback better. you got to get the quarterback right. But... As Brian Smith said, I don't even know if he said this on one of my shows. We might have been talking before him, but as he he told me, you're not going to get the quarterback in until you fix the receiver spot. He said these these transfer quarterbacks are going to look at the receivers on this team, and it's no knock on them, but they're then going to look at the receivers that Ohio State has or Oklahoma has or Washington has or Texas has or Georgia has or all these other places, and they're going to say, I love Will Pauling, but I'm going to go play with Ohio State and their bevy of five-star receivers. Right. That's that's the challenge right now for Wisconsin to bring in a transfer uh, quarterback, a transfer portal quarterback. It's one of the challenges. The receiver room isn't really established. You go back to the beginning of last year with Paul Crest. Look at that receiver room to where it is now. You had DK. You had Skylar Bell. I think you had Marcus Allen at that point. You certainly had Keontas Lewis. Right. You had Dean Ingram. I mean, basically, that room's been gutted in a year. And in a year, that room has been gutted. Right. This staff brought in Bryson Green. They brought in CJ Williams, Quincy Burroughs, Will Pauling, Tretch joined the class. Um, in this this year's class, they have Time Barry Johnson coming in. 
the class has been completely redone, but is it good enough? And the answer right now is no. The answer right now is no with players that I like, players with upside. But the answer right now is is no, it's not good enough. And that's going to hamper you in finding the right portal quarterback because portal quarterbacks want to come in and flourish. And you don't come in and flourish if you don't have a great receiver room. It's as simple as that. Guys, guys don't want to transfer and go somewhere where they're going to have to grind. Um, and I shouldn't say that. Grind is the wrong term because people want to work. The great quarterbacks will come in and want to grind, but they they want to come in and grind with other great players is, is probably a better way to put it. They want pieces around them, right? They don't want to have to carry an offense. So let's look at this receiver room now. Again, I talked about the guys that have left that are gone. We talked about in the first part of this, Skylar Bell and, and Chimray. Who do we have faith right now in this receiver room? Like literally, if you went into next year, who do you say? I'm sure that guy is a good, uh, at least an above average Big Ten starter. For me, it's Will Pauling. I think we have one that you can say for sure. You put that pin in the map and you say destination above average Big Ten starter. That guy can do it. Will Pong showed that this year. I, I, I don't think that's much of a question among Badger fans or even nationally. He showed toughness. He showed the ability to make big catches on third down. He showed great hands. He showed the ability to be a third or third down workhorse. He was, he was the one consistent aspect in that receiver room. So I feel really good Will Pauling in the slot. I think that's a piece you lock him in. And then what do you have after that? Then it gets kind of nervous, right? I, I wrote, I have two guys that I am questionable on, but I, I think their upside is really strong. That's Tretch Kekahuna, the freshman from last year's class. Six foot, really good, really good short area quickness. Great route runner, came from a great high school program, prolific stats. I like him a lot. I think the staff getting him in on special teams late in the year where he actually was involved in kick returns a very tiny bit, but he was there. I think that speaks to a level of confidence they're starting to develop in him. So I like him with upside. Quincy Burroughs is a guy uh, I really think he got lost in the mix in the transfer transfer uh, class. I've talked to somebody inside the program. They love him. Uh, he's 6'2", 200 pounds. He runs about a 4'4", 5'4", 5'5", 5", or a 4'5", somewhere in that range. So he's, he's a fast, big NFL size type receiver. I think, again, seeing him get reps near the end of the year uh, and kind of looking the part bodes well for the future. But those aren't sure things. Those are guys who I like because of their upside. I think they're, they're potential pieces. I know the staff really likes Quincy Burroughs. There's a reason they brought him in from Cincinnati with them. They really like him. And then you look at the rest. So I think those guys are potential answers, but they're not. You can't chalk them in and say, for sure, we're good there. And then you look at the guys who are in the make or break next year. This this is an interesting group of receivers. These guys are make or break next year. Like Tretch Kekahuna isn't in a make or break season next year. I don't think Quincy Burroughs is either. But guys like Tommy McIntosh, he has to make a jump, right? He has to make a move. Chris Brooks Jr. has to make a move next year. CJ Williams has to make a move. Like those guys have to make moves next year to kind of start realizing on that potential. Again, I don't know if they will. I think Vinny Anthony can be kind of that vertical threat. I like him in this offense, but I think he might be more of a one-trick pony. C.J. Williams or Bryson Green could be kind of that physical possession receiver. But there's a lot. The more you talk about this, the more you realize, wow, these guys, these are all just kind of question marks, right? They need a dude is my point. The, the bigger point I'm making is they need a dude on the boundary. Whether that's one of these guys develops in the offseason to that dude or they find the dude in the portal. I think they need a vertical threat on the outside who can take the top off the defense. And I'm not sure if they got that right now. So that's that's kind of where I'm at in this receiver room. It's been gutted. It's going to make it hard to land that transfer quarterback portal, that transfer portal quarterback. I like the upside a lot on a couple of these guys. And I think Will Pauling is an above average starter. It's not a good enough unit, in other words. This was a comment we got from 
Samuel T. And I want to throw it in there because it kind of speaks to what we're talking about here. He said, okay, let's say we get Ward. And that's Cameron Ward, which, by the way, I just talked about a little bit today. I would love that guy. Uh, he says, let's say they get Ward. Who's he going to throw to? The receivers were very mad this year. Excuse me, which I think had a lot to do with the past game struggles. That's from Samuel T. from our YouTube comment section. I 100% agree. You are dead on, Samuel T. Like, and that's that would be one of the biggest reasons if we end up not not just Cameron Ward. Cameron Ward's going to be a really tough fish to pull out of this pond. But that's going to be one of the biggest reasons why maybe we don't get that big transfer quarterback I think we could use. It's They're going to look at the receiver core and say, who am I throwing it to? It's a good question. If I was a quarterback in the portal, I would ask that question. Um, I, and the answer is, I don't know. I think it's a great question. All right, we're going to take one more quick break here, talk about our friends of the show, and then come back with um, a few more questions on quarterbacks and talk a little bit about the big Wisconsin-Michigan State basketball game coming up. But first, a quick break for our friends of the show over at Game Time. Game Time is the number one place to buy all your tickets, not just for sports. This is a sports show, obviously, but concerts, theaters, uh, comedy shows, whatever you want. Get those tickets on Game Time. Why, Ryan? Why should I do that? Because, I don't know, you're going to save money. You're going to make it easier. You're not going to have to plan months in advance. You're going to get ticket price guarantees. You're going to get pictures of where those seats are so you know exactly what you're looking at. I'm right, I'm out of fingers. I'm out of fingers. That's that's already five great reasons why if you're not using game time, you're missing out on all the best deals, all the best prices. And, again, I'm not a logistics guy. Game time takes that out of there. Like, you don't have to plan months in advance anymore. There's flash sales, last-minute deals. You can go there, and without planning everything out like a giant – a logistical board, whatever that would look like, because I wouldn't know because I don't, I'm not a logistics guy. Game time takes care of all of that. And there's a great offer with Locked On. Download the Game Time app, create an account, use code Locked On College for $20 off your first purchase. Who couldn't use $20? Again, that's download Game Time app, create an account, use code Locked On College for $20 off your first purchase. Terms do apply. Create that account, Locked On College, $20 off. Download Game Time today, last minute tickets, lowest price guaranteed. Let's go. All right, let's let's talk um, a little bit quarterback here, and then I want to get into Wisconsin Michigan State basketball. This was a question we got again from the uh, YouTube section. This is from Jeff Ferris. He said USC Ohio State have a much better track record with quarterbacks. I would be shocked if we landed him. Speaking of Cameron Ward, this is where I think so. Yes, on US. Well, when you say USC, you mean Lincoln Riley, and Lincoln Riley's track track record with quarterbacks is incredible. Going back to his time at Oklahoma. Uh, Ohio State, obviously. How many how many quarterbacks have they put into the league? But you can't look at Wisconsin like Wisconsin. You have to look at Wisconsin like Phil Longo. And Phil Longo's quarterback track record is pretty good, right? And any quarterback they're talking to, that's what they're selling. They're not going to sell Paul Crest and John Budmeyer. And I, sorry, I didn't even mean to laugh there. Um, they're not going to sell that quarterback lineage, that quarterback track record. They are going to sell. Look what Longo did. Look at the guys he developed, right? So, in a way, I hear you. Certainly, USC and Ohio State, even against Longo, have a better track record. But Longo has a better track record than Wisconsin, previous Wisconsin. So, I don't think it's as big of a an ask as people think it is because we have Phil Longo. And we've seen it, right? The proof is in the pudding. This isn't. Don't don't. Trust me on this. Uh, the proof's in the pudding. You, he landed a four-star transfer quarterback out of Oklahoma, who could have gone other places, by the way. Four-star transfer quarterback out of Mississippi State. Uh, he landed Mabry Metoyer. He's already uh, got uh, Landon Locke in, in the, on the fishing line way out there. Like He can land quarterbacks. I think that gives Wisconsin a puncher's chance in, in transfer portal battles for single call, signal callers. 
This one's from Dirk Durking. He said, just out of curiosity, why wouldn't the why couldn't the Badgers go after Kyle McCord? Kyle McCord, the Ohio State quarterback, starting quarterback this year, entered the portal. They could. I here's the thing. I don't I so I like just it's funny. Sorry, I'm I'm not getting my sentences coherently here. Justin's been on the show a couple times. He doesn't like Kyle McCord very much. I'm a little higher on Kyle McCord than Justin is, but I'm not that high on him. Like, I don't think Kyle McCord comes to Wisconsin and is that much more than like a Jack Cone. I I think he's got a better arm. He does have a bigger arm, probably a bigger frame. I don't think he's that mobile. I think there is some toughness there. We saw him take some hits this year and stay in the game. I think he's fine. I think he's a B. I I don't think he's lived up to his five-star status. So, they certainly could. Would it be an improvement? Yes. Like he would add a, a very talented arm into this room, but I would rather have a guy who's a little more mobile. I mean, if you, if you said I could have, and maybe this is obvious, if you said I could have Cameron Ward or Kyle McCord, I would take Cameron Ward a hundred percent of the time. I would take uh, Will Rogers over him. I would take Grayson McCall over Kyle McCord. If I had the option of both, I would take um, Dylan Gabriel. I would take him over Kyle McCord. Maybe all those are obvious. I don't know, but he would be fine. I think he'd be fine. And I wouldn't object against it, but I don't know if you're getting a lot of value there. Last question here. Oh, those were all the questions. Perfect. All right. Let's talk Wisconsin, Michigan state coming up tomorrow. Well, today, depending on when you see the show, Wisconsin, Michigan state, I think it's six Eastern, six or seven Eastern on Tuesday, the fifth, it's going to be in the Breslin center. So the, the Badgers have to go play at MSU, Michigan state's four and three this year, but don't let the record fool you too much, right? There are three losses. You have the, Weird opening season loss against James Madison. You know, you kick off the season. Those games can be a little funky. And then the other two losses are to Duke, who I think is number nine in the country right now, and Arizona, who's number one in the country. So they've lost four, three, or three games. Two of them have been against top 10 teams. They were right in that Duke game. They could have beat Duke. You know, they, they're a good team, despite the 4-3 record. Michigan State's a good team. Michigan State is also, when you look at them, it's kind of a one-trick pony. Right, they have a dynamic offensive score, um, and it, you have to do everything you can to basically keep uh, Tyson Walker contained. Tyson Walker, I just had to look over because I forgot the points average is averaging twenty point five per game. He's dynamic. He's really good. He is quick. He's a combo guard. Um, he's able to freeze defenders with a bit of a hesitation dribble. He has a good step back. He hits shots from all over the court. Um, not a great three point shooter, but he'll hit clutch ones. He hit two against Duke kind of in the final five minutes that were really tough shots to get Michigan State back in that game. He's really good. They'll run him off a lot of dribble handoffs. They, they create a lot of isolation activity for him, either on the wing or at the top of the key, and just kind of let him create. He's tough because he can go left or right. He's quick. He can finish with floaters. He can finish at the rim. He can finish on the baseline. He has a mid-range game. He'll do a step back into a three. He's really good. He's an NBA type of scorer. And kind of reminds me a little bit of Jamal Crawford, right? If you remember the longtime NBA guard, could just score in a bunch of different ways, um, go microwave a little bit. Not a great passer. Like, he's not out there playing point guard. That's the key. you got to stop Walker. Who do the Badgers put on him? I think you start with Chucky Eppern, but Klesman's going to get a shot. Uh, one shot if John Blackwell Jr. gets a shot. I think they'll take turns. They'll try to wear him down. At times, Duke sent two at him and just said, screw it, get the ball out of your hands. They don't have a lot of other options consistently around Walker. So I think you're going to see a huge focus on Walker. The Badgers are going to have to be great defensively, especially on the, the dribble handoff action, the weave action, the pick and roll action that Michigan State wants to run with Walker because they're going to try to get mismatches. And what you'll see 
is if they can force that mis mismatch, right? If they can force a big, whether it's Crowell or, or Tyler Wall, to start guarding Walker, Walker will pull that ball out, isolate on that big, and get a shot. So that's going to be the key to the game to me. How do they defend Walker? Can they make it hard on him? He's going to score. He's really good. But can they defend? Can they make it hard on him? Michigan State's not a good three-point shooting team, much like they're inconsistent. That They're shooting about 27% this year. That's 300, 300th in the nation, 338th in the nation. So they're not a good three-point shooting team up to this point. But defensively, they haven't allowed a lot of great sh uh, shooting either. They're allowing 27% from three. So expect uh, the Badgers to go into the post probably a little bit, try to play out of there, create some offense that way. But I'm excited for it. I think Wisconsin – It. I, if I had to pick, I think Wisconsin probably drops the game, but it'll be a close game. It's a good game, and um, they'll move on from that and move on to that Arizona game. So I'm excited for it. Anyway, that's the show. We're going to do another one tomorrow. I hope to have a, a bit of a Michigan State preview with a Michigan State guy coming in. we got recruiting content coming up this week, more portal content, a great interview with a 24 recruit. Our commitment, I should say, a big-time commitment in the 24 classes joining us. You're not going to want to miss that one. So thank you so much for tuning in on Wisconsin, and we'll talk tomorrow.